This is a small city. Just north of the big city. Built on brickyards, factories, and small businesses. With a rich history and strong roots. And this is a podcast. That serves to tell our story. Share our experience. And celebrate our community. This. This. Is Beacon. In this episode, we check in with Melissa Haight. She's born and raised in Beacon and a 20-year veteran nurse. We discuss her journey into nursing, her passion for the field, and her experience getting the COVID vaccine. Without further ado, this is Melissa. Well, welcome back, everybody, to This is Beacon. This is Brooke. This is Ruben. This is Brandon. And we are back with a um, informative episode. This is an episode that's going to, you know, really hit a, to- a hot topic for everybody right now. Um, and really, uh, our intentions with this episode and this particular guest is to really just get her experience, learn more about who she is. Um, and so, with that, I'm going to let our guest introduce herself. Tell everybody who you are. Hi, everyone. My name is Melissa Haight. Um, <laughs> the crowd goes wild. <laughs> I was born and raised in Beacon, and I never really left. I'm still living here in Beacon, and with my family, I have, uh, my husband's name is Eric, and I have four children, and I'm a nurse at Westchester Medical Center in Valhalla, and have been for the last 20 years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love being a nurse. Though, so Can you, when you think about it, like 20 years, well, because I feel like I've known you like my whole life, and so like in my mind, like how did you get 20 years experience already? I know. I feel like, am I this old? No. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. Right. I went to Mount St. Mary College and um, I graduated in 2000. So I got a job right away and started working in the place that I wanted to be. So I started out in neonatal intensive care. Always wanted to take care of the babies. And I was lucky enough to get a job there. And I stayed there. I loved it. Wow. Um, that's amazing. That's like not something that's... Um, common. Yeah, especially to today. U- usually, it's I went to college and I didn't get nothing in the field of what I went to school <laughs> for. <laughs> <laughs> so, congratulations there. Um, but so folks know exactly who you are. Tell people what your maiden name is and your because f- okay. it's not just you being here, but your whole family is here. So, my maiden name is Doll, and uh, my mom and dad have been in Beacon forever. And my mom grew up here. She went to school in Beacon as a child. So my family has deep roots in the Beacon community, and we all love Beacon. Yeah, uh, I just want to make sure folks made that connection. Yeah, everyone knows my mom and dad. Yeah. Uh, Marianne and Larry Dahl. So, um, and I have a brother and a sister that uh, my sister's local. My brother moved away, but uh, he went through school here, too. So um, we have a lot of ties to this community. Um, I went to school at St. Joachim's in Beacon um, before it closed down. Uh, my siblings and I and... We are very active in the church community of St. Joachim, St. John. Still, my children are also. Um, it's a big part of our life. Um, and I'm very fortunate to have them. And, yeah. and, and another thing we always try to find out, uh, middle and high school. Where did you go from middle and high school? So I went to St. Joachim's up to eighth grade, and then I went to um, I went to Beacon for one year, and then I went to Our Lady of Lourdes in Poughkeepsie. So I graduated from Lourdes in Poughkeepsie. Okay, yeah, because um, cause we went to school with your brother, and right. uh, he did the St. Joachim's, and then he cro- and then he, but he came to the uh, public school. He, he right. ended up coming to Beacon yeah, High. He yeah, he wanted to go to Beacon High. Yeah, yeah, Ed actually graduated with Brandon and I. Yes, yes. And so, so they always you, shout out the class. Yeah, 2002. if you listen to this podcast. <laughs> 
we are not shy about that. We tend to like overdo it. I'm sure folks are like, we know you're the Listen, last graduating. Our class, class is legendary. <laughs> legendary. Yeah. You were the last class from the old high school. Yeah, yes. we were. And the first class promised to be the first class <laughs> to graduate from the new high school. Uh, he also brings that up a lot. Because they lied to us, yeah. Brooke. For they every- lied to us. Sort something. Sort something. Sort it sort is. Because, you know, I think it was like every year we were like, but we're going to be the ones in the new one. Like, it was like the thing that we looked forward to. And then it was like, well, it's our senior year and it's not happening. <laughs> Yeah, I was the last class in the old Lord's building, actually, so I didn't get the new building. Oh, so really? you feel All right, so you know what it's like. You get it. Okay, you get it. Okay, good, good. Um, so tell folks, you know, when you're not working, when you're, um, you know, when you have some spare time on your hands, like, what do you like to do with your free time? Well, I don't have too much free time with four kids, but <laughs> I do like to run and exercise. Usually, find me running around Beacon or at the gym. Um, it's one of the things up the mountain. That I love to do, and it's a, it's a big stress w- reliever for me, and it's something positive I can do for myself. It's an alone time. So, um, other than that, I'm with my kids usually shopping or doing something that they want me to do with them. Yeah, <laughs> I have two girls, so they're always wanting to go to a store of some sort. So, yeah. And what are all their ages, so folks can? So my oldest is 16, um, and he's a junior in high school, and my next is in ninth grade. She's 14, and then I have an 11-year-old who's in sixth grade, and I have a six-year-old who's in kindergarten. So it's a big span oh, so, so, so there. you're all over the, uh, yeah. the, the school district in yes. uh, elementary, middle, and high school, huh? Yeah, it's nonstop. Oh, yeah, and I can only imagine all the activities and coordination right. to go along with that. It, you know, before COVID, it was we were never home. It's always running somewhere with somebody, and there's just no time. That's why I said I had zero free time. I mean, I would go to the gym at five in the morning because that was the only time I could actually have to myself. But now after COVID, I mean, it's good and it's bad. Like we're sitting around, like we're not used to doing this. We're usually running everywhere with sports and everything else. But, you know, I guess we, you know, you can benefit from that too. So yeah, you get to know each other on a whole nother level. Right. <laughs> I know. I certainly have in my uh, experience. Yeah, I, I always tell people I had practice because uh, me and my fiance, we um, we are definitely regulars on cruises, and we get in- <laughs> and, 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 and we get interior rooms. So like when COVID hit and it was just us, we we're like we we've been in yeah. tight corners together. So it, right. we, we've had practice. Used to it. So. If you can survive a cruise ship in interior, interior. <laughs> I, got, I got to be specific because that's different than a balcony. Right. <laughs> so if if, if any that that's my relationship advice for right now. Um, if, if you're in a relationship, make sure you get on a cruise, get an interior, and then you'll definitely know each other. Right. <laughs> you'll know if you can survive it. If you can rough it out together. Um, so yeah. So let's dive into all things you being a nurse and all of that. Um, first, like you know, tell us about like you know what made you decide to go into nursing, or, or when did you decide you wanted to be? Yeah. A nurse? Did you always know you wanted to be a nurse? Um, I did. I. You know, for a short time, I wanted to be a doctor, and then, you know, I thought about it when I was younger, and I was always interested in science and helping people, and I really wanted a family, and I just felt like it might hinder me if I was a doctor. I wouldn't be present to raise my kids much, so I kind of went the nurse route, um, and I don't regret it. I... When I was little, I used to line my dolls up on the bed and take care of them because I always wanted to take care of babies. I used to babysit all the time, and I just was always drawn to babies. And from the time I went into college, I wanted to take care of babies. 
So my brother, actually, when he was born, was in uh, Westchester's neonatal intensive care unit, and he was very sick. And um, I feel like it did impact me because at the time I was six, and I just was wondering, like, why isn't my brother coming home? And they just kept telling me, showing me pictures and telling me he was very sick. And, you know, I just remember being very nervous and worried about him. I remember seeing him through the glass and... I just, growing up, said, I'm gonna, I want to take care of babies like my brother. And lo and behold, I got a job in the same unit that he was in and, you know, actually worked with nurses that took care of him. So it was actually pretty amazing wow. yeah. when I tell that, that story. Full circle. But uh, every time I took care of a baby like that, I would think of him. And I really, truly loved the job from day one. And um, I recently decided to make a change in my career and... Uh, decided to go into a different field of nursing, which was not an easy one, but I felt like there's a lot more areas of nursing that I want to explore and I feel like I could be good at. So I made the difficult decision to change because it's never easy to leave somewhere where you were for 20 years and all the memories and the people that you've been through many life-changing things with. Um, I mean, I got married and had four children in that unit per se, and, you know, received a lot of support from the people I worked with. So I, although I'm in the same building, it's just different, you know, yeah. when you leave. Mm-hmm. So I decided uh, during COVID to go back to school also. So I'm actually in graduate school um, to become a family nurse practitioner. So I mean, you nice. were just not trying to <laughs> let the, the pandemic slow you yeah. down. <laughs> so right? I said, you know what, I got to If I'm going to do this, I want to do it now. So um, it's always something I wanted to do. But having all the kids, you know, I just I didn't have the time for it. But I feel like I could fit it in and make it work right now before my oldest goes to college. So yeah. I just wanted a broader experience. So now I am a nurse in the emergency department at Westchester Medical Center. So and I'm loving it every minute of it right now. It's not been an easy transition, but I feel, you know, it's really helping me grow as a nurse. So Yeah. And so when you it was this something that you knew at some point in my career I want to go into emergency medicine? Or was it, did something influence that along the way? I mean, I always had an interest in it, like, in the back of my head. But, you know, I just felt like this is working for my family right now. And, you know, whether it was the emergency room or, you know, an ICU, I just wanted to do the adult field because I've mainly worked with children. I just wanted a different experience. So um, when the job came up, I was like, I'm going to try this, you know, see, see what happens. And everyone told me I was crazy, but, you know... I I was scared, but I'm happy about it now. I'm not looking back, and I'm thankful for all the years I had in the NICU and all the experience and knowledge it gave me. And I do feel like it, it is helping me in the ER in many ways. So, yeah, I can. I I mean, I'm just thinking if you're doing something for so long, and it's like you're probably just nothing could come your way, and now you literally have taken on something where almost I'm sure every day you're faced with a new challenge and you learning a new growth right. opportunity. But I feel like, you know, we need change to grow. And, and if it's scaring me, you know, it's something like I have to have courage to do because I feel like it's going to make me a better person and it's going to challenge me and help me grow and learn, especially being in school. So I was up for the challenge, and, like, maybe someone who didn't really want it, it would be more difficult, but I made it clear from day one, like, I want to be here, I want to learn everything you can give me, I want to do it, and I want to be good at it, so um, I never want to have any regrets in life, so I wanted to do it, and 
Yeah, I think it. that's yeah, I think that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I think I think it's also a testament to your character, you know, because mm-hmm. most most people just uh, like 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 Brooke says that when they're comfortable somewhere, they they just don't want to change, you know. But uh, I I I think change has to happen, you know, mm-hmm. for for me personally. Um, through through our generation, mm-hmm. things always changed around us. So it's like you better be willing to change, or else you're just gonna be rolled over, you know. Right. And you can always learn from other people. It's humbling sometimes. You know, you go from, I mean, I was, you know, I would train people and people come to me with questions and now I'm at the bottom and I'm going to everyone, you know, even people younger than me with questions because they've been doing this and I haven't. So, you know, you just, you take on a different role for the time being until you can, you know, get up to speed with everything. But I've had a really great experience and I really feel like, you know, I'm making a difference every day when I take care of patients and, Everyone's very thankful, and, you know, you do what you can. You're crazy busy every minute of the whole shift, but um, it's very rewarding. Yeah, and the other thing I was thinking was, like, your courage is, like, because you did all of this yeah. in the middle of this pandemic of, like, lots of change, protocol, all that stuff, and, and even though you're in the hospital environment and you always have been, you've now put yourself on the legitimate front line you have no idea what's walking through that door right so um yeah wow kudos to you (laughs) 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 my husband was like are you sure like it's covid and i was like it's fine i said i can't go to work i mean i worry but i i can't let fear yeah yeah govern what i do like i don't know how Mm -hmm. long it's gonna be like this yeah and and shout out to your husband because i know i know there's got to be a lot of uh support at home for something like that because uh obviously um the 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 pandemic's real but uh you you also seem to be big in family so at the end of the day like there there is risk that is taken you know and then to have a significant other of uh, a significant other that that can see your passion and then be their supportive not really uh trying to bring you make you work reverse so to speak you know um i i I think that's awesome so shout out to him yeah he was very supportive and he said if this is what you want you know Mm -hmm. i'll support you but he he worries a lot more about me now i think you know you know he worried before but now it's you know be careful make sure you're wearing everything you need to wear because he knows it's like in my face now you know so i don't know what i'm who i'm taking care of or what they have and you know we do have a lot of covid so but i try not to think about it you know I just do my job and mm-hmm. you know they need to be taken care of so you got to do it yeah and you know how has you know I just think about like you know when we were talking to Chelsea about soccer and how soccer has been impacted by COVID like what has the hospital because you know the hospital is pretty clean and you know protocols and all that stuff is kind of the day-to-day but how has COVID impacted the way you go to work and what does it look like and all that jazz um, initially when it, it first, you know, came about, I was much more nervous than I am now. I mean, <laughs> I'm nervous now, but in the beginning, like back in March and April, it was like very scary to go to work. Everyone was staying home and like, it's kind of like when it snows, everyone gets to stay home, but then the <laughs> nurses, I'm driving four hours to get to work cause mm-hmm. there's no staying home for me. So right. it's the same kind of mentality, like COVID happened and like, yeah, there's no staying home. Like, you know, you're scared, but you put it aside and you kind of have to do it um you adapted to it yeah and there's a lot of support you kind of the people you're working with we're all in it together like everyone's in the same boat as me and mm-hmm. you kind of support each other and you know if I didn't have my colleagues to support me it would be a very different situation but I really feel like the nurses are very supportive of each other and um you know that 
you know, people, babies, whoever it is, need your care. And, you know, a lot of these people didn't have families in the hospital with them. So we were their lifeline. Like we were using iPads and, you know, just even talking to them on the phone and reassuring them that I'm doing my best to take care of your child. I know you can't be here, but, you know, call me as many times as you want to. So, you know, those things take on a different nature because there was no visiting. Um, you know, and wearing an N95, I wore one for 12 hours straight in my 12-hour shift. It was rough. I mean, in the beginning, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this because we wore an N95 and a surgical mask over it, and that's usually what we do in the hospital if we're wearing an N95. Um, and in the beginning, you know, it was like we would use the same mask for a couple of days and that we worked, and it's hard, and I'd have marks on my face, and, like, I don't know how I'm going to do this for the long term, and that's what every nurse is thinking, you know, but you do it because that's your job and you're there to help people and take care of them. So no matter what. Yeah. So, so a question actually came to mind because you brought up the um, episode with Chelsea wearing the mask and now having it on for the whole trip. Did that help out your endurance with your exercising? I mean, I don't know. I never really thought about it. It maybe it has. I mean, like now when I put it on, cause I'm so used to wearing, it, I don't, I work mm-hmm. out in the gym with it and, Sometimes I don't. I forget it's there, but I think it's just because it's just become a part of me. Yeah, it's yeah. like a nature. So it's yeah. not as hard. You yeah, because I come running around said. with it and work yeah. all the yeah. time. So and a lot of time it's an N95, so it's harder to breathe than that. Mm. Um, so I guess probably it does. We probably don't yeah. realize your it. lung capacity must be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> On top of that, running, do you do you do you use it when you're like running the mountain? No, I mean I wear like one that I just take down and up if I go by somebody. But okay. I don't she's like, like put she's it like, on those are around. child's play. The N95 <laughs> is the hard one. To be I do not like to run in it no, unless I have to. Yeah. Yeah, no. I think um I think too, you know, it's one like the physical change that you have become being a nurse during this time, but what I heard from you is like the emotional level too that you had to then become. Not that nurses aren't that every day, but the fact that the family's not there, I can only imagine like for you at the end of a shift how much more weight from an emotional standpoint that you had to, you know, endure during that shift. Right, and then the stress of coming home to my family. So I would get in my car, and I would have Clorox wipes, and I'd wipe my phone down, and I'd change my clothes before I left and put them in a bag and tie it up. And then when I would get home, I would, like, don't touch me. And my kids know, like, even before that, I come home, don't touch me, like, until I take a shower and take my clothes off and wipe everything down again just for fear at that time that I was going to give it to them. So I, you know, we didn't know as much as we know now um, back then, so everyone was a lot more nervous. Um but, you know, I can say every shift that I drove to work, I prayed the rosary, you know, that I would be safe and my family would be safe. And that did get help me, you know, through my day. I, I truly believe that. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask you is if you had any rituals or things that yeah. you did to keep every you grounded. Every time I still do it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. So. And so, um, you know, folks in this space of all things the virus and decision making and all that stuff. I'm sure as the nurse in the family, you get a lot of calls for consultation. (laughs) So, um, so I'm just curious, you know, like you personally, you know, when you're making decisions around or how have you made decisions around bring, like, for example, your kids going back to school, like, um, what are some of the factors that you think about? Um, I feel like for me, for the kid with the kids going back to school was not even a question in my mind. I felt that they needed to be in school and that was, huge for them to have that social interaction they had been isolated for so long 
And I just felt like for their well-being, they needed to be around other children and have that normalcy of learning in school. Um, even that, even if it's only two days, like they're getting up, having a routine, you know, I don't know about anyone else's kids, but my kids are staying up till hours of the night and like there's no, because they're not forced to get up every morning yeah. at a certain yeah, time. Yeah, that's, that's most kids right now. That's a lot of struggle yeah, for seeing kids. Yeah, So, and I, I talked to my kids about it and they felt, you know, they felt comfortable with it. They wanted to go back and, and I was okay with it. I feel like the school's taken great precaution and they have great communication and I felt that they were safe and well taken care of going to school. Um, I feel like, you know, a lot of the transmission hasn't been with the kids. It's been more with adults also, too. And they, they're they six feet apart. They wear masks. You know, they come home and wash your hands. You know, they are careful. So, and they've they've been happy, you know, in school. And I, they want to be there. They want to see their friends. And, I mean, the numbers have dwindled in school. Like, there's not as many kids in school. But um, they're still going. My yeah. kids are still going. <laughs> yeah. Now, w- 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 was there a thought at any time of uh, like, well, you know, maybe uh, high school I'm, I'm kind of fine with, but uh, elementary wise, because I'm not sure if other elementary school school age kids would be responsible and stuff. So it's like maybe I want to keep my younger one home or was it like, mm-hmm. no, it's, it's universal if one of you guys are going or it was morely of, of what you wanted uh, out of them. No, I wanted them all there. They're all in school. My um, youngest actually attends St. Mary's in Fishkill, and he actually goes to school five days a week. So with a mask, socially distanced, and um, it's actually been a great experience. I, I don't have any complaints, actually. Um, every school I've dealt with, and I'm in a lot of schools, everyone's, you know, communicates, and, and I feel they have the children as their first priority, so... Yeah, um, I let my daughter go back to school as well, and I say let, but really everything that you're saying, she absolutely wanted to be Mm -hmm. back in school, and I absolutely noticed a difference with her being home like that. My poor girl, I hope that, you know, technology doesn't continue to evolve because she is not an online learner. Mm -hmm. Like, that is not her strong suit. (laughs) Um, She would be, you know, she would do all the things, but you could tell she was so disengaged. And she's also, um, you know, she's a little bit on the the quiet side. So she, like, her teacher wasn't able to, like, read between the lines that she wasn't tracking, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I noticed as soon as she went back and she's back full time, I noticed a huge difference in, like, her, you know, I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. It's just her general well-being. Like, yeah. she just needed that, like, Envi- time. En- environment like, is very important. Yeah. Like, for most kids, like, school is, even if they may hate it, they still see school as being a place where I'm supposed to go here, I'm supposed to be a certain way, I'm supposed to act different than right, I would at home. Exactly, like yeah. Like, my my son, he's, he's only four. He's not in school yet, but just... Him being not being engaged in daycare for like the first couple months of the pandemic, like he was like dying for other for the for the structure that he had in daycare. He was dying for the interaction of the. And there's only like two other kids there. And when we brought him back, when things like we just saw so many like differences in him, and like just you know his his attitude changed. He was a lot more the way he played. You know, like being an only child, not having those other kids to be around. Yeah, you you know, as a young kid, like, you start to pick up a lot of bad habits that I just never realized until it was yeah, just like, oh, my God, like, get him back. Yeah. Like, Brandon's you, like, well, every dollar is worth it. Oh, my God, like, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, before I get to my next question from Melissa, um, you might have to help make him not a single child, Brandon. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right, so, yo, stop. But, uh, but um, let me talk. I ain't got no kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
But um, now, now, now your your kids are active in sports, or I, I, I know definitely your oldest son. I'm saying he was he's good. He was in football. He's a, he's a good football player. Now, not having that sports aspect, how how were those conversations? Or I know he definitely missed it. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I know he's been really upset about not having sports it's been such a huge part of his life he's a three sport athlete so um, he actually did continue to play travel baseball through the summer which was good it kind of kept him in doing something and he played through the fall Um, and he's just been working out really hard and trying to stay in shape because he knows you know when it comes up I want to be ready yeah Um, Yeah. but that's it's been really rough for him like I feel like he doesn't know what to do with his time (laughs) so is is what 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 grade is your he's in 11th he's in 11th does he have uh like goals of like continuing to play football or any sport out after high school I mean he he's thinking about it maybe um possibly baseball okay um so we're we're kind of not sure. He's still in the planning. He would like to if he, if it, if the opportunity comes up, he would like to. So is there like, I guess like so? What's the process now? So like you say, if kids aren't playing sports, right? It's and you're hard. Not, I mean, like, how do you yeah. come and scout? Like, what yeah. what are you? I know we're like some colleges you can't even go visit. So yeah. it's right. hard. Like a lot of stuff's done on Zoom. I don't even know where to begin with that. Yeah, how do you, yeah. yeah. And, 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 yeah. And, and and one of the things that you said that uh, I think I brought up a few episodes ago is um, having that commitment to and ha- having that mindset of. Well, you know, I'm I'm gonna keep training because when this is over, I want to be yeah. ready, and and that's something that I'm highly interested in seeing. Like, like, man, this kid was gonna be a star in uh, whatever sport, and then like COVID hit, and like I if, if if, if yeah. they weren't if, if if they didn't stay involved as far as right. the, the training, so um, I tried to tell him that I, you know, it's like you know, talking to a teenager that don't always listen to you, but I'm like, come on, you know, I said you. The, the only thing you can do right now is keep yourself in shape. And, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, and my daughter actually also started working out during COVID and she's become super fit. And like now she's crazy like me and she's up yeah. the mountain with me this morning. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, she's a swimmer. And I was like, listen, if you're going to go back to swimming, you, you got to be in shape. So I feel like, you know, it's taken a toll with kids sitting at home doing nothing, you yeah. know. So I'm glad that, you know, he had the maturity to realize. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's actually been dealing with the online school pretty well. He's uh, the teachers. I mean, sometimes 10 o'clock at night, he's on with a teacher on a, a Google Meet, like extra help. And I'm like, this teacher is amazing. I mean, yeah. big shout out to the teachers because they they really work hard. Mm-hmm. I appreciate them. Yeah. And I also think, too, what you said earlier, and, you know, this is what my counsel to people, because they're like, wow, you have your daughter in school. I just say, listen, like everything that you said earlier, if you feel like the school is doing everything they can, like, go check it out, like definitely feel comfortable, right? But, you know, make the decision for your child, you know, what's best for my child? Is my child in in a safe environment? And, you know, communication is king, right? Like as long as like the school is, you know, on top of it, right? Those are the things that, is it going to guarantee that your kid is safe? Absolutely not. But those are good factors to look for um, in order to decide whether or not what's best for my child, as with anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing goes for activities, because I know, I don't know about you, but as of late, it feels like all the activities are like, and we're back and running. And like, <laughs> it's like, you know, from before, my daughter was in so many activities. Now I'm like picking and choosing, because yeah. some environments just don't seem to lend themselves to just as much social distancing and things like that than others and I won't point them out because I don't want anybody to get mad (laughs) but 
let's just say Madison is not in all of her pre-COVID activities, um, but some she is. Like Girl Scouts is doing Girl Scouts from Zoom. That is yeah. that is awesome. We pick up the packages, we bring them home, and she can do them on her own. That's very safe. She's not even around other kids. She's literally online. Um, but to have her go into like certain environments mm-hmm. right now, um, particularly when they're more physical in nature. Yeah. yeah. Is she selling cookies yet? Soon, soon, soon. Right. Yeah, we, we did the cookie training this week. Right. Let me know. <laughs> Need those thin mints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so another thing that we know about you is that you recently got the vaccine. Yes, I did. Uh, so tell us, like, you know, were you? what were your general feelings about it? I mean, this is a very, like, hot topic for folks. You know, in general, were you looking forward to it, excited about it, nervous about it? What were your thoughts there? I mean, I was... Uh, looking forward to it at the same time there was a little bit of a sense of nervousness just because it's new but I knew like I wanted it from the beginning um, I was one of the they started vaccinating in my hospital and I'm probably that first week I got it so I got the first vaccine back in December and you know I remember sitting in the chair like thinking like this is gonna be fine you're gonna be fine you know because at the time it's just there's so much controversy yeah. around it and people are nervous but I felt like I'm taking care of these people every day I need to do this to protect myself and my family and I trust science and the fact that this vaccine is safe like we have to do this to return to normal like there's no other way COVID is not going away so yeah. um the I media really pulled out all the stops yeah. You know, like they showed like, you know, the folks that were getting in, they were like crying because they were so happy that they yeah. got it. I saw, I saw someone, <laughs> some, there was a posting that said this is like the equivalent of when we landed on the moon. Like when the first like vaccine came out. I felt like out. I was making history. Like yeah. I waited in line for an hour and a half by the time I got to <laughs> And then they make you wait, sit there for 15 minutes. So, you know, I got it and I was like, I feel okay, you know, yeah. and. You know, the next two days, I just felt tired, not sick or anything. My arm was okay. It's like, okay. And that happens with the flu shot. Right, right. My arm wasn't too sore. And then, you know, my second shot came around 21 days later, and everyone was saying, well, you know, if you're going to get side effects, you know, you might feel like crap. My friend uh, got it and felt achy, and she couldn't get out of bed, and I oh, man, what's going to happen? (laughs) So I got it, and, you know, I didn't work for two days, and I really felt run down and tired. I just had a a headache for 24 hours and just did not feel good. Um, Not achy, no fever, but just definitely felt like a truck ran me over or something. Yeah. Um, But it quickly passed, and my arm was sore after the second shot, um, but within 48 hours it had resolved. So... I do feel lucky that I was able to receive it, and I feel like I do have some protection. Like, it gives me a little bit more peace of mind when I yeah. go to work and I'm out in the public. I mean, I always wear my mask, but, you know, I just, I if I get nervous, I think back, like, you got vaccinated, you know, it's going to be okay. Not that it's 100%, but it's pretty close. Um, and I, I do feel like it's a good thing. Um, I encourage people to get it. Um, I feel like... You know, if we want any sense of normal to return, people need to get vaccinated. Yeah, and you said at the the second dose, um, you felt a couple side effects. I think I think that that uh, makes people who are even like on the fence of it a little bit uh, further away from it. Um, you got to look positive. Did you at say that. some people on well, the fence? Well, <laughs> There's a lot of people. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. So yeah. I tried to so I tried to do some digging, and uh, and I shared this with you earlier. I saw anywhere between like 29 percent and like. 
65% of people that are saying that, you know, they don't intend mm-hmm. to get the vaccine. And then you hear that, you know, the vaccine needs to lead to like herd immunity. And then if you don't get enough people, then and it's, it's pointless. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so the second time you get the vaccine, your body mounts a larger immune response to the vaccine. So that's why you're going to get feeling achy, tired, because now this is the second time your body's seeing this. So it's normal for that to happen. And in a 21 Kinda day, right? Kind of like when you right? have an allergy. Yeah. Thing. yeah. And, and, and that was my point of asking, because uh, like you said, it's, it's normal. It's to a good it. thing. So I'm, I'm not holding you. I value your opinion. So I was just asking, like, yeah. those side effects that, that you receive, is, is, that, is that something that, that you felt were like, you know what, this this is still normal. Yeah. I kind of expect it. I actually it, was so like, wasn't. I want to get some symptoms, because then I know my body's doing yeah. what I should. Yeah. So I felt like, you know, okay, my body's doing what it's supposed to be doing right now. It's fighting this off, you know, making antibodies. And so I felt like, you know, I felt protected. So I, I do feel very lucky that I was able, because I know there's a lot of people that have not been able to get it, um, that I was able to get it. And some people will ask me, like, you got the vaccine. <laughs> I'm like, I'm still walking. I'm okay. You know? Yeah, can, yeah. Can I, can I just ask, I guess, a more, like, kind of intimate question about that moment? Mm-hmm. When you were sitting waiting, mm-hmm. and you were going back and forth because I had that moment, and I did the opposite thing. You left. I bailed. Okay. But I've been kicking myself in the ass ever since. Mm-hmm. How and and I believe wait, in the wait, si- wait, wait. So you were sitting there, yeah. ready to get the vaccine. And I so, 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 so you were on the roller coaster, and before they locked it in, you yeah, 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 yeah. Which I do on roller coasters. Like I'm the guy of like now let me off. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he just steps on the other side. Yeah, Everybody yeah, yeah. He just got off the ride. <laughs> so I guess I guess, and this is more of a personal question. So because I have another opportunity that might be presented to me, what did you do to prevent that? I call it that conspiratorial thinking from overweighing the science part. Because that's what was happening. Like, all the science was saying, like, listen, this was a global effort. Like, my, originally my argument was, okay, this vaccine was developed in less than a year, right? It is, to my understanding, the fastest vaccine that we've ever developed. Ever. Right? Ever. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Mm-hmm. But then you think, well, the whole world is working on it. You have billions of dollars being thrown. Right. So this and is like so much new technology. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, like this makes sense. And then I started kind of seeing how the, you know, what the vaccine is and how it's part of the. So it's like all the science is there. But then there's that little piece of just like, I don't know what to call it, that just like. It's the conspiracy theorist inside you that lives there. Yeah. And, and, and he says they're just trying to make money. <laughs> yeah. So like, how did you, you, how did you like power through that? I mean, I guess I just thought about like all the people dying and people suffering. And I, you know, I have, I'm, I have asthma when I'm sick. I don't mm. want to get this. Like you can cause long-term effects. I mean, some people are suffering for months and a really long time with kind of crazy side effects. And I'm taking care of these people. So yeah. I don't want to bring it home to my family. So I felt like I have to do this, you know, not just for me, but for my family and everybody else that's around me. So... Um, you just have to have faith and you have to trust in the science of it and just put those other things aside. I mean, everyone has them. Everyone, yeah. you know, in my head even, and I'm a nurse, I'm like, okay, but no, this is what I need to do. Yeah. You know? And you're <laughs> so. also seeing it firsthand. Yeah. By being so it's, it's yeah. real. Yeah. So it's she can definitely see. Real. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just... I felt like so, like when I left, I was just like, so just like, I was kind of like disgusted. I was like, Brandon, like, 
I just think that you this really you were like lose, weak in this I moment. Mean, even like just losing your sense of taste and smell, it's terrible. Who wants to do that? Yeah. It's yeah. terrible. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to be doing this again. So I'm going to, I'm going to. Remember what you said, yes. yes. You so know, thank you. Well, well, I'll tell you another thing, though, why, why you better do it then, because I know there's people out there trying to get the vaccine. I know, like, I know, I know, I know. The, those, these, there are so, people right now, the, like, really? These really? are all the things that have been, like, I've been dealing with the last, like, couple of days where it's just, like, I really, like, can't take this for granted. But it's, like, there really, I think there are a lot of people to, like you said, there, it's just that fear. Right. Well, you know, like, you know and, yeah. I was in Rite Aid the other day, and I saw an older couple, elderly couple, sit there and rolled their sleeve up and didn't even think twice about it. And yeah. I was like, wow, you know, and they're older. Like, they probably have more things to worry about than me getting it. I'm young, you know, yeah. like, mm. and they didn't even hesitate. They were happy, and, you know, it was kind of nice to see. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and Brandon, I, you know, honor the space that you're in. I mean, I'm 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 poking fun at you, but I'm also I'm among this twenty to sixty percent or whatever it is that is I personally right, and this is not giving out any advice, but I personally who I am. If you know me, like it's hard for me to take a Tylenol. It's hard for me. I don't, <laughs> I, don't I don't get the flu shot every year. Like it's just it's my level set, mm-hmm. right? And also, I work from home. I don't go out in the public. I don't even as much as do my own grocery shopping, right? So I also have the flexibility to say I'm not putting anybody else at risk by being who I am and Mm. honoring that space that I'm in where I am not there yet. I do applaud and I absolutely encourage those that want to get it done and I support those that want to get it done to get it done and I want to make sure that it's available to those folks because I think if you want it, you should have a right to get it for sure. Um, But just know I'm not going to be the one fighting you in line. (laughs) 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 Know that I'm not going to hinder you. It's not going to be because Brooke took your dose. Um, but so that's, but that's not me saying for anybody else. I think it's a same thing with your kids. It's such a personal decision. And I, you know, if I had your experience of seeing it firsthand, I may be thinking differently or if I was taking care of people. I think that I I would have to believe that makes a big difference for people who might be on the fence about it. Yes. Like if you're not seeing those firsthand experience, like I've been very fortunate that no one like close to me had it. We had a couple scares, things like that, but we, you know, we were very fortunate. So I, those are things I thought about too. Is like, am I, you know, is there a part of me that, you know, I believe this is serious, but because I haven't seen it, am I still downplaying it? You I know, I think a lot of people yeah. probably feel that way. You know, that they haven't seen it. Yeah. But think about if you're working in a hospital, would that make you want to get it? Hell, probably. yeah, yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. So, like so, the risk that yeah. you're putting yourself yeah. in every day. Yeah, and and, and um, that brings a question to my mind. Um, so, what is the general sense of which like your coworkers and stuff? Because then, like, I also heard like people in the medical field were like resistant to taking the uh, the vaccine i mean the majority of them are getting it um okay. on the whole like the swarm and the line for the vaccine when it came out was crazy i'm telling you wait an hour and a half for it and they were just initially vaccinating frontline workers so er's icus that kind of thing um but the majority of people are getting it um that i know of i mean there's always going to be a handful that don't want it but um most of them are getting it all right, and 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 the vaccine isn't this miracle end all. Now I don't have to wear a mask, and and, no. I, and I'm free to the world. So you, you you still need the social distance. You still need to wear the mask. You you still need to quarantine if you think you've been exposed. Yes, and even like when I'm at work, I'm still in my full goggles, two masks, everything. If I'm going in a code room, even though I have the vaccine, I'm not taking any chances. Like that's 
that's what we do. So, and even in, in public and out in town, I have my mask on. I wouldn't say, oh, I'm not wearing it, you know, because I have this vaccine. So um, I do feel like the masks help um, pr- uh, reduce the spread. I do. Um, I think about, like, people getting sick in the winter and, like, they really even really heard about much, you know, things going around. But I feel like people aren't close to each other. Everyone's wearing a mask. No one's social gatherings you know it's crazy when you think about it it's almost like the mask is like another reminder like i hate it but i do it i don't like it but it's like one of those it's like a it's like a a mental like like click that like oh that's right we don't stand near each other i still get such anxiety when i like see things like old videos of like large gatherings makes me sad it's just like it one it's sad but then it's just like oh my god like separate yeah (laughs) move away yeah when you see like the time hop on Facebook or something with like a group of people hugging each other, you're yeah. like, oh. it's like life before COVID and yeah. life after. Yeah. It gives you that pause. Like they're so close. Um, but I do, I'm glad that you said that though, because I do believe even early on in the pandemic, people were like, try, remember the whole thing where people were trying to get COVID cause they were like, well then, you know, then I'm safe. And I, yeah, like if you were in a chicken pox or something. Yeah. And then now it's, it's the same thing with the vaccine. There is probably a, uh, a group, a constituents that are like, hey, I want to get the vaccine so then I don't have to wear this mask anymore or I don't have, you know, I could jump on any plane I want and that kind of stuff. And it's like, pause. This is one step in a bigger mm-hmm. journey. And, you know, you should still take all those other precautions. Um, because again, back to our other conversation about the mask is that it's not only about you mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Cool. Um, well, thank you so much for coming by. This is super informative for me. You're welcome. Um, is there any, uh, we're going to, we're going to get to that final question. In get a to, Brandon has a final question that we didn't tell you about. It's a surprise. Oh boy. <laughs> um, but is there any parting words, any last things that you'd like to share with folks? Um, is there any parting words? Shout that? outs to your family. Yeah, shout out to my family. Um, thank you for um, choosing me to interview me. I feel, you know, very honored that you wanted to talk to me. I'm like, I'm just a nurse. Why are you? Well, well, I'm, uh, well you're not just a nurse right, <laughs> yeah. right now. You, and then hearing your story, you you are, you are exactly what the commercials and what everyone is saying. Yeah. Like you, you are a, a definition of a hero, oh, um, number you. one. Uh, number two, I'm definitely going to put the disclaimer back out there. Um, Brooks spoke about it um, in the introduction that we value your opinion. We know that you're in this space. We know that you're not an expert. So what you say, um, I don't want anyone uh, right. any of our listeners saying, well, Melissa said this, so this is why I did it. <laughs> no, I, we, we value your opinion. So we want to hear your stories. And um, we also know that we have a lot of listeners that have decisions that they have to make. So um, right. I think sharing stories help people um, at least understand a little bit more and um and we're also um honored to have you because um like we talked about your support group with your family your your husband's actually a state trooper so Mm -hmm. another like you almost it's almost like a house of heroes you know (laughs) and and i know you have a sister who's a teacher your mom just retired as a teacher so like public service is like almost like in the bloodline uh your dad volunteers i know he's with the knights of columbus and things like that so um 
we 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 we're, we're so thankful for having you. You know, because um, thank you. As the title of this show, this is Beacon. I'm saying, hearing your story, um, pe- people need to understand what the community is, what ta- what what type of people within a community make it what it is. So right. we're, we're we're honored in having you. Yeah, thank and the you. other thing too is that you know not everybody gets you know access to someone who's seeing it firsthand, right? Like, and you know, similar to like you know when friends and family are calling you, like, hey, I just want to get your mm-hmm. opinion, you know. So like now you've been able to be that for so many people that don't have that in their um you know right. their own little circles there so that is why we super duper like value you just sharing that because i know me personally i learned a lot mm-hmm. um i don't have a nurse in my family yeah. <laughs> so i definitely I, value I'm that for, for sure all the you know the community support and like even in my hospital like i mean people have been so kind to nurses and doctors and and all of us and shown so much appreciation it's it's just it's unreal, like, you know, the, the feelings, like, you just sit back and you're like, I can't believe I'm doing what I'm doing, but at the same time, I love what I do, and I would never do anything else, and, you know, it's truly my passion, and, you know, what I was put here to do, I really feel that, and um, I'm blessed that I'm able to, you know, have this opportunity to work in a different area, and go to school, and and eventually become a nurse practitioner and, you know, do something different then when I get that degree, when I get that degree. Exactly. <laughs> um, but um, in all the lives that I've been privileged enough to care for and families that have trusted me, um, I'm really lucky. And I have a, an amazing family that supports me and an amazing community that I've been raised in. And, and I love Beacon. Yeah. Now, well, thank you. And, and, you know, again, just sharing who you are and your story, right? Like the fact that like, you know, 20 years in and can't stop, won't stop, right? (laughs) Like you've got more better ahead of you. And, um, and even during this time to be able to allow yourself that permission to not only dream, but go after something that you have been wanting for a long time. So like, I think that alone is going to help a lot of folks because a lot of folks may be in the same situation, right? Like where it's like, well, I know this job. It's what I've always done. You know, what does it look like to evolve? And you're you're a true example of that, which is awesome. So I'm going to... Um, and with COVID, like I feel like, you know, there's no better time than now. Like we just don't know what tomorrow brings. Yep. So if there's something that you want to do, you got to do it now. You get mm-hmm. one life. That's it. So And that is like unique. Work. That, that right there is unique because a lot of people have looked at this as the opposite. Like, well, yeah. I'm going to wait until the other side of this to then go after the, the you know, so yeah. like, so, you know, like I'm going to underline that. Like you have, you have decided to view this time, right? Like even with your kids, like, in, you know, eventually we will get out of this. How are you going to be on the other side is Mm -hmm. up to what you do today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what I've been saying uh, in my own circle is emerge stronger is my is my goal. Right. No matter what, I want to emerge stronger, whatever that means. Um, And I see that in you and how you are raising these kids for sure. I hope that they learn that, you know, I want them to learn from me and, you know, think like, well, my mom did that, you know, so like when I went back to school, well. She, she can do it at this age, you know, I, I just always want, hope to be a good example for them, so, you know, even when you don't think you're being one, but. <laughs> no, just by doing, because I'm telling you, they pick up more about what they see than what you're saying, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, Perfect. <laughs> and, uh, and so, Brandon has this fun question that he likes to ask everybody, okay. and mm-hmm. I have 
fundamentally handed over that that responsibility. I had to take it away from him. Yeah. For a bit. <laughs> he, he has he has earned his privilege back. Uh, so we here at IMB can like to refer to ourselves as the Avengers, bunch of uh, special individuals who come together for the betterment of this community. So my question for you is, what would be your superpower? What would how would you add to this team or to the Avengers? What would, be, what would be your superpower? Like for this? No, just based off what you do and who you are. Yeah. What makes you unique? What's yeah. the skill that everybody goes to you for? I feel like um, I'm a good, I don't know, an organizer and like I have a lot of responsibility and I kind of like to take charge and, um, you know, my family asks me things only when they don't like to hear the response because <laughs> I tell it like it is. No. I don't know what that superpower would be, but I think that's that, called that, leadership. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, when you're talking about getting, you know, getting the vaccine and, you know, it was more of putting others ahead of you. Mm-hmm. So you got this vaccine so that you can be good at what you do to help other people. And to me, that just makes me think of Captain America, right? There's a line in the first Avengers, like, (laughs) are you going to be the person that's going to throw yourself in a grenade? Are you going to put yourself out there first as a frontline worker? And that's who you are. So I think that I was just thinking that the whole time. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you are Captain America. Thank you. Well, thanks again for stopping by. This has been so great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You have been listening to This is Beacon, a dynamic duo high-five production in association with I Am Beacon, a nonprofit organization.